Well, hey there. I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters, and I'm a New York City based blogger and influencer who's been covering beauty, style, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all of the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll find the foremost experts to unearth what's new, what works, and even what you shouldn't waste your money on. I'm on the hunt for the latest and greatest discoveries and strategies to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. Okay. I'm really excited for today's guest. I have two of them. Uh, Flight 70 was founded by Elena Frankel and Carolyn Barber in Boston. They're pioneers of the beauty boutique concept in the U.S. in the 1990s and 2000s. Their niche store, E6 Apothecary, was a longtime darling of the cosmetic scene thanks to their forward-thinking approach to stocking then-indie brands like Tarte, Too Faced, Philosophy, Bliss, Toka, and more. Uh, their journeys in the beauty industry began when they met in the 80s and bonded over beauty instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, after college, uh, they worked at Saks Fifth Avenue in Boston, and they, there they bonded over makeup, strong orthotics, bevy <laughs> suits. I love that because it was the 90s or the 80s, excuse me. And um, with their combined experience of retail merchandising and customer service, Carolyn, and design color theory and entrepreneurship, Elena, they were a match made in heaven. As their priorities shifted, they closed E6 in the mid-2000s, but they remained diehard makeup and junkie, skincare junkies. So during this new age of life, they realized that their approach to beauty had changed, and they were tired of unsubtle messaging that age was something they should apologize for or hide. Instead, they searched for modern makeup that made them feel fresh and vibrant, and that worked with, not against, their concerns of their maturing skin. They had a hard time finding one brand that wasn't dated in terms of messaging and aesthetics or using models in their 20s. That's a pet peeve of mine, too. With over 25 years' experience in the beauty industry, not as beauty executives, but as makeup artists and frontline workers, they began to hatch their plan at a Starbucks in Massachusetts in the March of 2019. After two and a half years of development, that was hindered by so many obstacles like a worldwide pandemic, personal losses, grief, and cancer, the brand finally launched in December in 2021 with no social media presence or current connections in the industry. Elena and Carolyn named the brand in honor of how we travel through the different phases of life combined with their birth year, and they firmly planted a new kind of beauty that matched the modern reality of what they were seeing with their friends and colleagues of similar ages not what marketing teams envisioned. And this became a new way to age. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good afternoon. I thought it was important to read that part because we we have bonded over this same topic and our love of 80s music. And oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and they named a little, bit, I love- a little bit of 2000. That was like 24 years ago. That's crazy to me. Why to I say? Know. I know, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah flying by really too quickly. But I love that you name your colors after songs. That is so fun to me. I have the best time. I'm like, I know this one. (laughs) And I know them. I know them pretty much. I know them all. So, um, all right. So today what we are going to talk about 
is the tween Sephora anti-aging skincare phenomenon. So mm. if you live under a rock and you're out there listening, um, there has been this crazy, and I found out about this firsthand because the week between Christmas and New Year's, I went to Sephora to go get something and I was, the kids were off from school and it was just packed with 12 year olds up to like high school girls, just wall to wall. And I, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. And the woman that had, that was helping me at Sephora said, no, it's not because they're buying products that are anti-aging and not meant for their skin. And I was like, what? Like 11 year olds are using anti-aging products. What is going on? So 10 year olds, even 10 year olds. So how do we, at what point did this all become something unhealthy and disturbing? Like to me, I find this very disturbing. We grew up using sea breeze, noxema, um, you know, sun in, in our hair. Uh, okay. We also didn't wear sunscreen and we put baby oil on, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but what, when did this happen? And how can we talk some sense into these teenage girls and make them understand that social media for them has no place in, you know, with their skincare, they're looking at the wrong thing. So you, you take it away. Oh my gosh. Isn't it so loaded? It's such a loaded question because it's more of a parenting issue, I think, than it is so much a teenager issue or a tween issue. Um, I don't think this, for me personally, I have an 18 year old daughter who's always loved makeup, um, but she didn't really start getting into it. I would say 12 and it was like a little clear lip gloss or some color pop just for play. Right. Right. It's totally normal to just, I mean, we had what the Bonnie Bell rollerballs, Carol, you know, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That was kissing potion. That was kissing potion. Kissing potion. I know That's- my, I know my eighties makeup and the Bonnie Bell lip smackers and like yeah. all different flavors. Bonnie right? Bell, exactly. Bonnie Bell, right. so, there's nothing, I don't think unusual about that, like exploration, experimentation. I think what's happening is the, the drive of TikTok, the drive of social media, um, the need, the dependency on the dopamine of when something goes viral. And then it's oh. like, I have it because the Stanley cups are the same thing right now. Right. The Stanley cups are like the big. Oh yes, I, th- mm-hmm. I thought you meant the hockey Stanley Cup. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. Just can't, you know this, the forty-five dollar metal Stanley Cups that are bigger than some of these nine-year-olds. But oh yeah, my boys but, laugh at the girls carrying those. At oh, they all do it's it, ridiculous. And it's, and it's fun, but they are expensive. So who's paying for them? But I, I think for me, and we all can disagree, agree to disagree. I think it's a shift from. TikTok, social media, the viral, that whole dopamine, need, need, need. And then what ends up happening is, is that, you know, they watch unboxings, they watch young girls, peers their age unboxing. And, um, it does, it it becomes sort of like a pack mentality, but then what ends up happening is they're buying Dior, you know, lip oils that are 30 something dollars, $34 at like 10 years old. They're buying these brands that have, you know, tons of actives to your point, which are not appropriate for, for that skin at all. And the biggest concern that I have is that they are already talking about their fear of aging at nine, 10, 11 years old. They're already talking, they're already talking about what injectables they're going to get. 
yep. what they're going to do to not get wrinkles. So they already have a very clear idea of what aging and growing up looks like, and it's not good. Well, you know, that's, that's really what made me want to talk about this because like, I wanted to know when did teens become afraid of aging and why so young? I mean, aren't we supposed to be, I mean, we're told as women in midlife that we shouldn't be using the term anti-aging. Okay. We should be saying pro-aging and be all these. And I've always said BS to that because who cares? It's just a word. But the fact of the matter is, is that this just went so off the rails. I mean, here we are supposed to be embracing aging and yet 11 and 12 year olds are scared of it. So what are we doing so wrong that this messaging, I don't understand this. It's it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Can I tell you something though? It's like when I was 11 or 12 years old, I used to think being 30 was old. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so, and so the thing is, it was never to this extreme though, that I would have, that I would buy anti-aging products. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get that. I don't want to be this old, you know? And it's like, and it's not old, but, but it's, but it's, but, but spending that kind of money when you're that young, when you're not making any money, which your parents are paying for, like that is one of the issues I have because it's like, where do you go from there? It's like, you know, okay, your parents are paying for it, but then when you actually have to work in the real world and buy these things for yourself, or you're going to have to marry rich or something, you know, it's like, who's, who's doing this? It's like, and it's like, so what I, I mean, what I know now, what I, it's like, you know what, it's like 30 is not old. 50 is not old. It's like, it is what it is. And you know what? And aging is, aging is a wonderful thing, you know, and they shouldn't be afraid of it. But their minds, the, the issue I have with this is that they're under, underdeveloped minds, right? They, they're not going to be developed minds until they're well into their twenties. Some people 30, right? So mm-hmm. they're being fed this stuff. They're being enabled to purchase all these things at very high cost. I mean, are they going to start using Sisley at age 16 because probably. They start, it, that's probably. where they're headed. <laughs> so, so like, so I question, and I'm not one to judge parents. Like nobody wants to be judged oh, as a parent. No, nobody wants not. to be judged as a parent, but we can't ignore this either right. and say, mm-hmm. who's paying for it? The nine-year-old's not buying the drunk elephant bronzy drops, you know? I mean, who's, Who's enable not enabling? It's not like it's a bad. It's bad when it goes too far. Like what you said, it's gone off the rails, right? Yeah. Experimentation and caring about your skin at a young age is a great thing, right? No, I think it's that's fabulous. Yeah. Like setting yourself yeah. up for success for when you get older and you need to be. But I mean, at this point, I, I'm, I'm, so thank- I'm so thankful I have boys. <laughs> Yeah, me, I me too. You are, so I have the 18 year old. She even thinks it's nuts. Oh, she, interesting. She thinks it's crazy. She's like, she doesn't even want to go in. Now she just orders online when she wants, to. she doesn't want to go in there because it's been trashed. A lot of the stores have been trashed, right? Yeah, because they're, they're, yeah. they're young. They're young kids. I mean, I don't blame the kids. I really don't because their minds aren't developed. And and it's the same thing to me as when a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old or 11-year-old is wearing like Lululemon leggings that are, you know, you, you're talking about just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should do it, you know? And well, yeah, yeah. And then I, mean, I think, yeah, I mean, and I think about it also that it is, it is an unfair deck because there are going to be a lot of kids who can't afford and their parents will be like, no, we can't, you know, you can't afford that or we're not going to do it because it's, it's a little over the top. 
when you know kids in high school or middle school and they can be brutal and they're oh, yeah, brutal yeah. now, even in, yeah. in, in elementary school, if the kid can't afford, if they can only afford the Maybelline gloss, right? Or the ColourPop gloss or, or a lower cost. Yes. And they're not buying, you know, the Say or the Dior, um, you know, it, it, it hurts them. You know, it hurts their reputation, quote. Um, and I'm talking about the mind of a, of a young person. Right. I remember not, that. I yeah, remember. Not our mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You, you had to have a, you had to have a polo shirt when I was younger. And yeah. if you had like a knockoff, that was bad. I got it. I totally yeah. got it. But this is like, it's one thing to have clothing. Yep. Um, it's, an, you know, also like a Stanley cup, whatever, but it's these same girls that are wearing the Lulu lemon leggings carrying the Stanley cup that are going and buying the stuff at Sephora that is actually not good for their skin. And I know it, you know, like collagen peptide yeah. and yeah. this, you know, uh, anti-wrinkle eye concealers, like serum, conce- like serum they don't concealers. Have wrinkles. they don't have wrinkles. Give me a break. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, like a lot of things in society, this is one of the things that has gone off the rails. It, it really has. I mean, yeah. It, it, and now that I've been, once I was made aware of this by this, I, I mean, literally, this was just a couple of weeks ago. I had no idea because, again, I have sons, so I didn't know this. Um, I don't spend a ton of time on TikTok, uh, you know, especially looking at beauty stuff. And I'm, But now that I'm aware of it, I am seeing so much, mm-hmm. so much, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's real, and it just this is just in a couple of weeks' time. I mean, where is this going to go? This is, but I think the part that really that I wanted to talk to you about was just that: what can we do as women in midlife to help not make aging so scary for these kids? I mean, I think it's us also changing the story a bit, and I thought we mm-hmm. had been, but this is like. Maybe in our algorithm we have been, right? Pardon maybe me? in the al- maybe in the algorithm that we're moving in, it's happening, but it isn't happening there. And I can tell you that because I have an 18-year-old daughter and, and she's not, I mean, she's got a good head on her shoulders, but all that content of, of like, oh, I don't want to look old. I mean, have you ever read comments on social media about if, if you know, I, I'll be honest, like a lot of the comments actually also come from grown women. And they're trashing another woman for her choice, whether she wants to do Botox or not, or whether she wants to go gray or not. And oftentimes we're our own worst enemies. And so I think we have to start being team players as we get older and embrace each other's choices, um, regardless of what they are, but to also live try to live your life in a vibrant, fresh, healthy way. Cause I think if, when your mind goes old is when it all starts to happen. When you stop being curious, that stuff happens. That's true. But, That's mm-hmm. true. but kids don't listen to their parents, right? I mean, no, we didn't. No, I, no. you know, I said, no, I was saying no. this about my kids, you know, I try to tell, and then I'll be saying something. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't listen to my parents either, you know, about this particular yeah. thing. And they were right, but it's something sometimes you just have to, Experience yourself, you know. But we, but parents hold the wallet, especially yes, to kids mm-hmm. who can't work, right? Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Then you're starting to get into, okay, it's their money. What are they going to do with it? But they're also starting to get a little older. But 
we hold the wallet, you know, we yeah. hold the, the bank. You know, so. it's, it's funny, the same, the same woman that worked at my Sephora, which by the way, now that you mention it was kind of trashed with all these kids in it. And I have been hearing that they're calling Sephora, like a Claire's boutique now, because it's like, just as like, yeah. you know, down market now, unfortunately, you know, it used yeah. to be Sephora was like, the pinnacle, like where you would go get things. And now yeah. you're right. It's, I definitely have changed my view of Sephora over the years. Um, but what this woman told me, which was interesting when I you know, said, oh, I think it's great that these kids are in here buying stuff. And then she explained to me that they're <laughs> buying the wrong stuff. And she said that there was a, a young girl, probably 11 with her dad, got her dad to take her to Sephora, who was clearly going to pay for it. And she, they were asking where this item was that they were looking for. And this uh, sales associate said, um, that's not good for her skin. I can't sell that. I, like, I, I don't feel right selling that to you. And the, the dad's eyes just opened like, what? You know, he didn't know. He was taking his daughter and she, he wouldn't buy it for her. And the, I said, oh, that, that girl must have killed you with her eyes. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm dead 50 times over. It was you know, but that's the other thing. Like, you know, you take your, take the parent that doesn't really get it in with you and they'll buy it for you because they want to make you happy or, you know. Yeah. 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 No, that's a, that's another good point. That's another good. Point. Yeah. It's a very complex, it's like a very faceted topic because it's, 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 it's the whole aging issue. It's the parenting undeveloped issue. Mind. It was the parenting issue. It's the ingredient formula issue. That's appropriate. I mean, it's, what is Sephora going to do? I mean, I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, what if they designated a section right. of Sephora to, but I almost think that that, it may not be enough because if, if the, the draw is coming from social media and these kids are very much, um, it's like alpha gen, is that it? Gen alpha? They, is that the, the tweens? Is that their generation? God, I have no idea. I don't know, but, I but so. I think so. Right, Carolyn? I think so. Yeah. But gen Alpha, okay. Alpha right. Gen or Gen Alpha, they're like below the Gen Z. Then what, you know, they're so influenced by like unboxings. The other issue I have, which is part of the facet, is like, what are we doing here with like over consumerism? Like they're just buy, 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 buy. And it's just like, it's very gluttonous to me. Yep. And mm -hmm. at that age, when we're trying to teach, you know, our generation, Lauren, we get blamed for climate change, but then the younger generations are not like, they're not putting two and two together. They're not getting it. No, they're not. They're no. not. No. So, it's a, the hypocrisy is staggering. Yes. But yeah. ingredients, do you want to talk about ingredients? Yeah, let's do that. But I, but I did like the idea. I mean, do you think it's, um, you, you mentioned something about like possibly designating a special area, same thing at like Alta. Yeah. Um, for tween concerns. And I think you're right. I still think they're going to go, I mean, you can't stop them from going to the other side of the store, you know, and if there's, yeah. you know, so it's probably too late on that front, but how should they deal with testers and like the product being manhandled and stuff like that? Cause like, Ugh. you're right. I don't want to touch some, well, you know, I really don't touch testers in the stores anymore anyway. Yeah. You would in our store. Yeah. Okay. Cause, Cause Carolyn is a, she, we know because we've been in the front lines. We know mm -hmm. what people do. Mm -hmm. They can't, there's no way, Carolyn, right? As before, they can't manage the amount. No, of they can't. They don't they have enough manage. help. They can't. There's just too many people. In. And I also product. think that, 
sometimes people just don't care as much when it comes to like merchandising and like the aesthetics of like the different brands. I mean, I mean, that's just fact. Some people just don't care as much. So, yeah, I mean, okay. So if any, if any of you listeners take something away from this, don't use the testers at Sephora. You know what? Put them on the back of your hand. If you want, put them on the back of your hand. Just like a forearm to test a color and then wipe it off. But I, I haven't done that in probably like what, Karen, like 15, 20 years. I have never put no. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. Negative. That's There's a big a disgusted negative. look on her face right now that you can't see. Um, yeah. all right. So one, um, let's talk about the ingredients that teens need to stay away from. And, and we're saying this. So listeners understand that your kids or your grandkids um, are are actually looking for these products, looking for mm-hmm. these active ingredients mm-hmm. so to be aware of what they are so that you know when one of them comes to you and says that they want to get this, that, or the other thing, or they're not even telling you when you see it in their bathroom or whatever, that you have a discussion with them because this really can hurt their skin. I mean, the you know, there, there's I've seen some things now where uh, kids are going to dermatologists with like rashes and oh, yeah. and and reactions to oh, yeah. chemicals that they're putting on yeah. their beautiful faces. You know, oh, oh, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so I mean, obviously, let's start with retinol. I mean, that's obvious. That I mean, that should be obvious. That no no child or teenager should be using a retinol unless they have um acne skin. skin. Yeah. So and it's by a dermatologist. You know, that they recommend prescribed. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, even yeah. even at CVS, Differin, right, um, is over the counter now, and that was the whole. People don't realize that Retin A also helps, right? What Karen was saying, like acne prone skin. But the way that they're using, I mean, these are ten year olds who really don't have acne. I mean, yeah. even so, the type of retinol um, that they're going for is for skin that's maturing and that's already right. gone through a lot of you know, environmental stressors. Um, so retinol is number one. And if you're using it in the morning, I mean, y- you have to use sunscreen with retinol. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Are they buying the sunscreen with the retinol? I mean, I-, I can't believe we're talking about retinol right now with tweens. Well, I mean, I can for acne because I remember when I had no, no, acne, I, they, they put me on retin-A and I got that. But I think it, there's a difference between the formulation, what kind of retinol yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. and obviously something like that should be prescribed by a doctor for uh-huh. a tween yeah. or a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what are some other ingredients that they should be staying away from? I, I mean, if you're talking about kids who haven't started puberty, I mean, it's because it's too, because this sub- cohort of, of kids, there's some who haven't even hit puberty yet. And there's some who are starting it and their skin is starting to go haywire. Right. And especially if your skin's going haywire, the last thing you want to do is be slapping on glycolics and salicylics with a retinol and then a niacinamide and a squalene. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of a lot. And, and that's when you really do need to almost like pare back, let the inflammation kind of calm itself and then seek a dermatologist if it's, if it's getting out of, because a lot of that's hormonal and you can't control it. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that is internal hormones that are driving that. So they do prescribe like the retinol and they do prescribe, um, like topical antibacterial gel 
Okay. Um, and what's the other one, Carolyn, they prescribe with the B? I'm like losing my... With the B? Um, Benzoyl um, peroxide. Yeah. Those are more like that's... But then you've got the young kids who haven't even gotten a pimple yet who, you know, I mean, just use a nice gentle cleanser and a sunscreen every day and don't vape. That's what I say. And that'll help your skin. Yeah. 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 That's true. Don't smoke. Don't vape. I know. Yeah. That's that's the one message I tell my kids constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, they just don't need a lot of this. I don't, I mean, Right. They just don't. They, no, they don't. So, and like, what about like obviously vitamin C? That seems at their age. Don't need, I don't think they need the serum. I mean, you know, if they have their citrus or you know, that's fine if they, but not not topical. I think this also leads me to think too. I mean, when you mention this, they're like creating this like, and I remember doing this when I was young too. Now that I think about it, because I had you know, some hormonal, actually I had, I had acne, not horrific, but not great. And, you know, yes, I would put like, you know, a clear cell or whatever on the actual pimple. But then sometimes it was like, I ended up putting it at a lot more oh, places preventative, you know, and then like my skin was dry, you know, because that's the mind of a, of a child trying to deal with this problem, you know? Yeah. So I could, I, I'm putting myself back in what it felt like back in those days, which was a long time ago. But, you know, you, you try to take matters into your own hands. You're right. I remember doing some crazy stuff. But- remember toothpaste? Do you remember putting toothpaste oh. on the pimple? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? I think we oh, would yeah. just would put anything on it to make it you go would. away. If it, burned, if it burned, you were like, oh, cool. It must yeah. be working. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything was like all co- alcohol based, like toners, like strip your skin, just like tighten, pull out any moisture and oil out of your skin. And then you just, sea it was breeze. a mess. I love mm-hmm. sea breeze. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. to be fair, to be fair, this, you're talking in the eighties, we didn't have the access to the dermatologist and the products they have today. Well, no, I mean, I would lose yeah. my mind with that. I, you know, now that I think about it, these poor kids, like I'm thinking, oh my God, I'd be so completely stressed out if I were them. I get it. Like I'm, I'm feeling it now. I kind of see it from their point. You know, it's keeping up with the Joneses, but also like, you know, you have like the car, you know, one thing, it's a status thing, but the other thing, then you have like, you look at people like the Kardashians and, you know, everybody that's filtered, they're trying to look filtered in real life. Like I kind of yeah. get it. It's creating just this impossible landscape to try to keep up with. And I, I, I kind of see it. I think you hit it on the nose when you said that they want to look filtered in real life. Yep. And it takes a lot of work to even look somewhat filtered in, in real life. I mean, you're talking like HD foundations and spray, like it's heavy contouring highlight. Like it's, it's a lot of work. And and it's fine if, if that's your vibe and you want to spend the time to do it, but you're talking about like a generation that's starting, like, do you remember the supermodels? Okay. Back in our day, they all looked so different from one another. They were all so different, unique. Yep. Yep. It's not like that as much anymore. There's a, there's almost like a pattern of, um, pattern. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's like, nobody wants to be individual or them, you know, they would want to, they want to look like everybody else. I mean, you mm-hmm. should, when I, 
drop my kids off today. I had to drop them off at they had a late start at school today. And I dropped them off. And I'm just looking like not one kid was wearing a coat and it's freezing. Um, you know, it's all about sweatshirt. I mean, they don't look fabulous, but there's definitely a uniform that I can see yeah. that they're all they all look the same. Same yeah, haircuts, same sweatshirts, same shoes, same yeah. ginormous mm-hmm. Stanley Cup you know, Lululemon leggings and the boys look the same too. I mean, not like they're not wearing Lululemons, but I'm saying they all have their own uniform as well. And my son's got this ridiculous haircut that everybody has. And that's, I mean, (laughs) but we had, we did have like flock of seagulls haircut. I mean, we kind of had it too, I guess the boys, but it like there, there's no individuality. Well, now it costs a lot more money to keep up with the Joneses and be the, the same. And I think that's where it starts to get very unfair because not everyone can afford what what is considered like popular to buy, and and so it does put a spotlight on um, inequity, and um, it does it puts a spot. Like to me, that was one of the first things I thought of. It's like, what about the kid who's you know not even just like the parent who's like, no, I'm not giving you forty dollars for a lip oil, sorry, um, but the kid who who can't like can't afford it and everyone else has it and it's that awful feeling you're left out you feel ashamed yeah you know but i don't feel like we tend to care anymore about those i mean i do but you know when you see the droves of kids running through those like i said i don't blame the children they're children they're underdeveloped minds i i you know who do you blame i mean the blame yeah you try not to i mean we all know you try not to we all say that you know we should live in a you know, judgment free. It's getting worse and worse, quite honestly, as much as, you know, I, I find that I double down even more because I'm just mirroring, like reflecting back what I'm seeing. So like, if you're going to be nasty, I'm going to be super nice. You know, like I'm just doing the opposite and I'm like, move move the pendulum, you know, um, whereas I used to just mirror what was given me. So if you were a jerk to me, I was a jerk, you know, but I, we're just, it's, it's really kind of just indicative of what's going on in the world, um, right now. And, you know, the haves, the have, but that's, there's always been that, but you're right. Some of it is parenting. So, you know, I mean, I, do I think it's asinine that, you know, a 10 year old gets a $40 lip oil, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And if yeah. I had a daughter, I don't know how I'd react. Like if it was like, if her life depended on, it and it was going to ruin her life that she didn't have something that everybody else had, Maybe I would get, I don't know. But you know, Carolyn made, you made a point earlier when you said like, what, what is there left to like, look forward to, right? It's like, it's like when you're, you're, you know, 16, you get your license and then your parents buy you like a Mercedes Benz. It's like, well, that's awesome. But like, mm-hmm. we know, and this is going more off topic, but you know, this generation in general is a, more unhappiest than any other generation that's right? Yeah. Come before it. Mm-hmm. So yes. buying these things is not making them happy. Perhaps it's the lack of, um, perhaps it's like the waiting game is what really makes you happy. To like, kind of like you get that fire to something. To aspire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. Right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because if you got a Mercedes when you're 16, you know, there's what's, a, what's above a Mercedes is a lot more money too. So you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's above a Dior lip oil. I mean, you're talking like what Carolyn Serge Luton and like Clay de Poe and like yeah. really, you know, mm-hmm. Sisley, like what do we, you know? So 
there's a bit of that. It's complicated, but it's, it's definitely, I wonder if it's going to flatline. Like, I wonder if it's just going to be like that hot, heavy, heavy trend and then it's going to like come down. I don't know. I love, like, why aren't they doing more dupe stuff? Dupes are cool. Like, I love, I mean. They were. You know, they yeah. were doing like NYX and ALF and they, and they were doing, making a lot of dupes and you can get that at CVS really inexpensive, but it's not what they want now. Because if somebody shows you, oh, I got this, I'm doing my unboxing and I got all this stuff, my haul from Sephora and it's all this and this and this, and it's, you know, it's locks. It's as what they say, bougie, right? Yep. Is that what yep. they talk? Mm-hmm. Bougie? That's what they are going to aspire to. Whereas for us, it was more like a, a fantasy. And then we got older and, you know, you slowly move into that fantasy and you buy. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And you, and, yeah. The, and then you, you realize that some of the stuff that you really wanted, like you don't care about anymore or you like even better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. and things change too. I mean, nobody's like really using eczema anymore, are they? I, I, maybe. I don't know. I don't, maybe, not that I know of. No. <laughs> so do you think that it's the kids driving this or the parents driving it, or it's a mix of everything, TikTok driving it. And like, what can we, what do you think we can do? We meaning like parental influences do to help stop, stop the madness. (laughs) Parenting is the most thankless job, right? We all know that it can be when you're moving into the teenage years, it can be totally thankless, right? Oh, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I think, I think it's a mix. I don't think it came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. But parenting's hard because the decisions to like not give your kids a cell phone until they turn like a certain age, like the the ones who don't have one, they can't have access to their friends or they can't, you know, it makes it that much harder to navigate. And, and you know, during the pandemic, I mean, I found myself allowing my kids to do things that... I never would have done before or wouldn't have done so soon, but it was the only way they had access to their friends, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and now we've created this monster. We can't like take it away. You know, maybe, maybe it will change once these, the generation now or the one, the little kids now get, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be something else. It always is. <laughs> it will, it will be, but to your point, those things that they're putting on their skin are, are Correct. hurting them. Whereas a, a Lululemon legging or a Stanley cup isn't, unless they knock their head with it. I mean, those things are pretty hardcore, but yeah, yeah. but they yeah. are, you know, you're right. I mean, it's like, it's topical actives and you're mixing acts. Like what are the two worst, Carol, the two worst actives that you could mix together at that age? What do you think? Cause they are layering active. serums. They're layering serums, you know? They are? Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, they're layering serums. The whole like lineup, the reg- the regimen. I'm like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to take stuff away, you know, from totally. my, from my routine because I don't want I don't want to be getting ready for bed for an hour. Totally. You know? Um. Well, I I mean, I would think that like mixing a retinol and a vitamin C. I mean, that's just bad for anybody. I mean, anybody's enough. Yeah. You know, I would say and- like a retinol and a salicylic. Oh, yeah. Or a glycolic of all, like just you want, 
I don't know if they have seen. I think I've seen glycolic and vitamin C. Don't they have that already? No, but with a ret, then with a retinol. Yeah, yeah. I I, one you should be using at night, and the other one you use during the day. And by the way, you should be using sunscreen a hundred percent with all of it. And that I don't think you can start too young. I think. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, if your ten-year-old wants the sunscreen, get it. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, or you should anyway. And, you know, maybe that would be the place where I might like get them a nicer, you know, a nicer one than like a a nice, like a foaming cleanser or in a sunscreen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just something a little little clear gloss, but it wouldn't definitely would not be at the level that they're buying. Well, listen, I think that the drugstore stuff has gotten so much better over the it's past. It's a lot better than it used to be for sure. 15, 20 years ago, it's like night and day. So, yeah. you know, no, and I love, I love, I'll, I'll spend time watching, um, dupe, you know, oh, yeah. uh, reels or whatever, like, or read an article about, you know, the dupe for this or that. I love that stuff. If you can find a good dupe, I say, go for it. But, um, we just need the kids to, to want to embrace that. But again, Still with the active ingredient, I'm thinking more makeup for that, not skincare. Yeah, yeah but you know, like even yeah. in makeup, even skincare makeup. I mean, I've seen these kids are buying products that have like collagen peptides, and I'm thinking to myself, their their faces haven't even stopped building collagen yet. They're in the yeah, they're building tons of collagen right now. They're building a ton of collagen. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. You know, like that—that that is not. That is not. It's like so contradictory because their bodies are already doing that actively until they're like early twenties, and then we slowly decline, right? And then when we hit perimenopause, menopause, it starts to tank, and and that's when those creams are, you know, right. More. I mean, are they? Yeah. They're using eye creams. I hear. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, right? I know. Yeah. You said that you mentioned something and then I guess we'll wrap it up because we can beat this to death. And I think we've kind of come up with really what's kind of driving this, but that they're, they're planning already when they're going to get Botox and mm. what are they planning their, their facelift already? So <laughs> when, when they start to get wrinkles, they already have a plan. But the thing is you're supposed to do the Botox before you get the wrinkles. That's what they yeah, said. But, but, oh, yeah. so they're getting it at like 15, like what doctors giving them? Well, there's young girls already now. I mean, you remember growing up, you know, it's like if you heard of it, it was like one person in a blue moon and, mm-hmm. and it was usually somebody our age, right? Which, which makes more sense. Um, but it's getting younger and younger and younger. So the idea is to walk around looking like you have a filter on. It's just, to me, such a heavy burden to have to carry around with you every single day of your life when mm-hmm. your life should just be lived. And, you know, we don't all get that opportunity to wake up the next morning. And so this is like, if this is what's like making them sleep less at night, it makes me really sad. Well, it does because it's, to me, it's, there's like, they're scared, they're self-loathing. I mean, there's a lot that's being said about being so afraid of aging. And I think that's the part that really upsets me again, as I said earlier, where we being women in midlife are supposed to not be saying anti-aging and which by the way, I say, say whatever you want. Um, uh, but then these kids are like deathly afraid of it. And so we're doing something wrong. We are doing something wrong. 
I um, think, they, yeah, I mean, I think that they, they need to see more representation of, yep. especially women going through midlife and beyond is, is being very cool. And, and, you know, not like the cliche that they've always thought it to be, but like I said, like, if you read comments of somebody yeah, like some the comments, yeah. women are like women our age sometimes are we're our own worst enemy. We're so judgy of the other person. Well, it's really easy when you're hiding behind a screen name, oh, you know, yeah. it's really, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you would say that to someone's face, then, uh, you know, don't say something you want to say to somebody's face. That's my credo. I live by that. So, you know, I'm very, would never, well, whatever. It's neither here nor there, but um, just, and I think that kids, some of it, they pick up from their parents. You know, it's really easy to be nasty and judgmental when you're hiding behind a screen name. So yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's part of it. And, you know, we want to give them their freedom, obviously, you know, because that's what, that's what parenting is about to a certain point is, you know, to help them kick them out of the nest a bit and watch them fly. But, you know, this is, this is, I don't know. You know what though? Now we sound like middle-aged women going, those kids today. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe a little bit, but honestly, I, I, I am trying to, as we're talking about this, I am trying to think of myself when I was young. Right. And I got excited right. to buy makeup, but it was more, you know, eighth grade. Right. I started yeah. to like really get, get and I got really into it, but I didn't wear a lot of it. I just loved it. You know, yeah, in the same no, that's way that I love my art supplies, you know, but, right, right, right. But this is like, and it wasn't ever of like, oh, I have this, you know, um, Estee Lauder because back then, you know, that was really big. Like it wasn't ever like that, you know, that this sort of like mob mentality of like purchasing products. And, and that was what makes you fit in with everybody. Yeah. It was more yes. clothing, I think, for us. Yes, and, free bag. Yeah. Remember the biggest yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We could go on forever with all the stuff. But, you know, I remember there were some things. And my mom would be, like, okay with some of it. And then sometimes she's like, absolutely not, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got it, you know? And then I remember kids being brutal when somebody wore, you know, the yeah. knockoff of whatever what was in. And then some kids would just be really brutal about it. And, yeah. I, you know, that, that doesn't change. That's just That's just... The nastiness of of tweens and middle schoolers and but I think know. it's everything though. Like I think everything has always existed, yep. but now everything is at like a a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. It just know? makes me really sad. Okay, yeah. so I guess we're gonna we're gonna wrap yeah. it up. There, there's no real concu- conclusion, although to you know I thank you guys. This has been more of a conversation normally than you know I actually had something to say on this topic. Um, and um, I think that um, parents or, or grandparents, uh, you know, try to keep an eye on what your kids are buying. Don't let them buy a retinol cream and a vitamin C cream and an exfoliating acid and an eye cream <laughs> and a peptide and the serums and the whole. I mean, that that's for another day. I mean, they've got many years to embrace that. Try to help the kids enjoy being kids and the beautiful skin that they have we would all love to have. Oh my so God. Stop, stop yeah. playing with, to stop trying to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. so, totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? On that? But I think we've kind of beaten it. I think, no, I think, I think it was, good. Good. That was a good conversation. Thank That's you for great. having us. Oh, well, well, I couldn't wait to talk about it. So, cause it's really now that, now that I'm aware of it, I was like, what, what's happening? You know? Oh yeah. Super relevant. Yeah. Right now. Super sure. Relevant. 
Okay, if you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro-aging, see I use pro-aging, podcast bi-weekly. So please contact Lauren at foundof30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Take care, everyone. And please be mindful of what you're buying your kids because it could be ruining their skin. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.